Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hello, and welcome, as usual, to Sunday Q&A. I was going to do Saturday Q&A and Sunday Q&A, which meant I would record it on the Friday, because Pete Carroll says record them ahead of time, because that way you can upload them and save the, um, the uploading thing. Uh, but then I had to have half hour break, and ended up having a chat with a guy for a friend of mine from a local firm, who apparently knows one of my mates from boxing. And he, yeah, Colin, he's lovely. Hopefully we can do some business in the future. So that went, and then I went to Kirk Nigel, and um, I spent two hours waiting to get tipped on a Friday afternoon in the rain. And because they took two hours, I got home at eight o'clock rather than maybe what could have been half past six with the kibosh in. But hey, that's life in the courier business, isn't it, really? And that's life at Kurt Nigel. Anyway, here we are, Sandy Q&A. So, um, yeah, firstly, um, notes on the on the seven half ton. I've jumped on the seven half ton on the CX. Last week, I put out some questions. As usual, you guys have all come to my rescue. And as usual, I will pass it all on. So, firstly, Philip Maud says, uh, do you charge the mileage to the customer? No. That's not the way it works on the CX. We work on the miles from, um, from the pickup to the drop-off. So you've got to be wary of how far it's going to take you, how far you're going to go to the customer and how far you can potentially come in home on dead miles. I know a lot of people have heard these stories. They go, oh, yeah, but they're, you know, you're quoting this much a mile. They're quoting half that. But they're quoting from their base to the customer to the drop-off and back to their base. We quote from the pickup to the drop-off, but um, you quote more, obviously. Uh, Julian Rose says, if you're ever near Coventry, give me a shout. Julian, thanks very much, mate. Certainly will. Um, Steve R and Perry Bristow says um, something about something on the back of the back doors. I think we might come to that one. I think we've got an idea what that is. Oh, yeah, that was nice. Securing the back doors. 
uh, the, the seven and a half ton has got uh, barn doors on the back. And so when you leave them open, they were flapping. And at one stage, it could have hit somebody's AM, um, AMG Mercedes, which wouldn't have been clever. And then oh, probably do, I've done a video on the curtain side, of the, but, um, which will go out. But yeah, I kind of noticed you open the, van, the, the barn door and then you look underneath and there's this like metal thing. I thought, is that something to do with like, you know, a spare tyre? Is that to do with like sort of doing exercise? No, it pings up, goes like that and goes against the barn door. So I now know, thanks to you guys, how to get the um, barn doors so they don't flap open. Uh, we looked at mirrors, didn't we? Um, oh yeah, that was um, Matthew McGonaghy who said about the barn door lever. Thanks mate, I did find it. Uh, yeah, the blind spot mirror apparently is called a Fresnel mirror. And um, that, that was, um, I think Perry Bristow said that one as well. And Paul Davis and Steve Campbell. He says you can get these from eBay or you can get from TUDK Mirrors and Airlines. Well, I've got a Fresnel mirror in my infinite wisdom. I got one of these. And this is a Fresnel mirror, and this is very handy for. Can we see some sort of? I don't know if that works that way. When you need to read things, when you've got bad eyesight, you use the Fresnel mirror. Yeah, I'm now working on the principle that um, the side of my van has actually got three mirrors: a big mirror, a blind spot mirror, and a mirror for seeing the curb. And if I can't see something by the side of my van, I've got to be blind. So I think I've got to, unless I'm going to find a way of getting that stuck on the windscreen. Only wired it little one. I didn't want it in the way. We might write the Fresnel mirror idea off, but thanks anyway. As far as tyres are concerned, um, so to, to find somewhere local and outsource nationally. Stephen Cam says maybe nationwide. Paul Wilkins says, um, oh, that's something else. What I did with the, um, the tyres on the truck in the end, I phoned a firm that I used to use when I used to have the last seven and a half time when I used to drive Shirley. Um, nationwide tyres. Uh, they're based in Beds, Hearts and Bucks. And they, they did what I wanted them to say. They, they, I got through to them. They were fine. They said, if it's a local thing, if it's just a, a normal change of tyre, we come out, we change it for the right money. If it's a breakdown, we charge the breakdown fee. If it's national out of hours. So they, they put it on what they call the IDNT. The IDNT. The Independent National or something like that, Tyre Network. And it's basically probably like the exchange, you know. They'll just get someone who will do the tyre for you. I don't really mind. I'm working on a principle that hopefully I won't pop a tyre that often. And if I do pop a tyre, I will have someone to go out and save me. And it hopefully won't cost me too much money. So I've got the tyre sorted thanks to you guys. Uh, Paul Wilkins, he was the guy who said about, he said, get the Garmin sat, um the Garmin truck sat nev because that works out you drive that also works out your um, driving time and your, your work time directive I've got an app which I will get around to showing you it's a really good app I'm using Road Warrior at the moment it still hasn't let me down I'm waiting for it to happen but it hasn't let me down whether it's I'm up north all the time and I'm not going through particularly precarious areas I don't know but it's, it's, I've not hit a hybrid yet or anything like that um, and that was um, that's free and I've got an app called Taco Master, which cost me a score, and I will do a video about it when I get round to it. In the meantime, back on the tyres, Mark Laughlin's, oh, the tyre extensions, I haven't got round to them yet, but he said you buy them on eBay. Having said that, the, the air pressure in the truck tyres doesn't seem to go down as much as it did on the van tyres. So I've, I've checked it a few times, and it's still bang on. I don't quite know how, again, question out to everybody out there, young newbie truck driver, how often should I uh, check the tyre pressure in my truck tyres? What's the best way of doing it? Please leave a comment. I need an education here. Um, 
And Mark Laughlin said, he was running the truck, he said, I once did so many hours, I had to go on holiday because my work time directive was so high, it was a bit like, you have got to stop. Bless you. Fair play to you. Right, I also put one out on the ad blue, best place to get um, ad blue. Uh, we had Lewis Gates and Bob Hope said, um, become good mates with a mechanic, get a card. Because, you know, you'll get good rates. And Bob Hope says, he said, if you go to like the, the Euro car parts people, they give them a very good price. He said, it's worth a phone call. And you're right, it probably is. Um, you'd get it at a trade. Robo Keith says, uh, landowner products do a 220 litre drum for 95, uh, 95 quid. What I've elected to do with the Ad Blue, I've got mates around the corner that will supply me at 50p a litre, which is cheap. Um, but I don't, want to, I don't want to take the mickey. I don't want to be in there all the time. I, I sort of do it if I'm low, I've got a job. What I've elected to do is every time I hit a motorway pump, um, as long as the, like, the, the, the trucks aren't queuing back at the back door, it's about a pound a litre on a motorway pump. It don't, it's not there. If I, if, I, if, I put, if I fill it up, it's like 12 quid. It's just the pain of doing it. I kind of wish the air blue tank was bigger. I know it's extra weight on the vehicle, but I, the day, I just wish I could fill it up once a month or something like that. But I'm just going to have to, every time it gets to about halfway, next time on a motorway services, because I've got the fuel card, I pay cheap on the uh, motorway services, I'm going to stick the air blue in now. Right, one hour's moaning truck driver. He says, uh, when you insert, I'm, I'm getting the hang of this, when you insert your card, you have 15 hours. I think it's 15 hours, uh, three times a fortnight, otherwise 13 hours, and nine hours drive time, which extends to um, 10 hours twice a week. He said, if you mess up, do a printout, write it on the back, do printouts and sign it. And he also says, this thing is so, you know, they say you need to take 17 minutes, not 15 minutes. 32 minutes, not 30 minutes, or 48 minute breaks, because they don't like that. He said, that's nonsense. He said, as long as you take the right amount of time, you'll be fine. These all, I'm, I'm still overdoing it. I'm still doing 17 minutes, 32 minutes. Two minutes doesn't hurt me that much. What I tend to do is wait until my break time elapses and then then start reprogramming the sat-nav, have, have, have a quick swig of my tea, put the radio back on the DAB, and I'm good to go just because, but we'll get there. Um, and Matt Hodges says you can't count POA as a break, but it will reset the taco head. Yeah, that's kind of foxing me a little bit, that one. Um, it is something to do with but the fact if you're with someone else, you can count POA as a break. So this is things that I will do one on like, driver's time directive, but you guys out there in the vans, there's very little interest. Um, although it is, it is somewhat perplexing. Uh, David Young says, he said, get a contract with a local firm. He says he's on two to three K a week in his truck. And he says, I don't use the CX. He said, but when I did use CX, it's hard to find the money. I've got to say, the money's there on the CX for the trucks. I'm not struggling. There's more jobs than I thought there would be, and we're doing okay. But again, I would if, I, if you could get a local, if you could get a contract, that's it, that's you done. High and dry, got a contract. If you have to come back empty, it doesn't matter because you've got your day's money. But I am the newbie, as always. I am learning, I am taking what you guys tell me what to do and, uh, you know, moving forward. Uh, Doozer says, POAs and break, yeah, he's, he says, if you double manned, it was Doozer who said this, if you double manned, then the 45-minute break does count as a break. Again, I ain't going to be double manned. I'm just going to try and play the game. Um, Godzilla's, how about a run-through of what you had to go through and what it, what it cost? Well, there is a video, there is a, there's a, a, a video of what I actually had to do to get me operators. The CPC training, there's five videos of them. You can watch them if you like. They're really boring, but you can watch them if you like. Um, what it cost me 
I think the application form was, I think it was about 200 quid for the application, 180 to put the advert in a paper, give or take, call it 400 quid, um, and then another 400 quid to actually get the license for five years. But that's to rent the license for five years, so it doesn't really count, that's about 80 quid a year. So to actually get the license was about, because call it 400 quid's worth of admin, and then 400 quid every five years to keep it. Um, it's not just that though, it's all the other stuff you've got to jump through. It is, um, it's, it's, it's like a, it's a circus for the rings. But one step in front of the other, journey of a million miles. Don't ever do it because it takes too long because the time will pass anyway. Um, oh, and he also said he got an infringement after he, he said, um, after talking to me about getting me infringements, he said he walked into the office of red paperwork, the red paperwork of death. Sounds, sounds, yeah, yeah. I, I feel for you, mate. I do. It's just trying to keep inside it. It's not. You don't think you're doing anything wrong. I feel fine. It's okay. Oh God, no. There you go. Um, and Chris Jones says he did exactly what I'm doing. He went from a seven and a half ton to an eighteen ton, and he says it's a shame we don't live closer because we could do business. You don't know. You don't know. You know, things, stranger things have happened. We go a long way in transport. Ian Merrick says, I'm going up in tonnage while he's going down because Ian is going into a small van. Did one about small vans recently. Nothing wrong with a small van. You know, it's sort of many advantages of a small van, as we discussed. There you go. And he says, at this rate, you'd end up um, in one of those heavy choppers. This is something I don't like. This is one of those thoughts that once you guys put a thought in my head, because my, my transport man manager is also a pilot. And I'm thinking, okay, I'll get me class two. Then maybe I'll go for me class one. Hmm. Then maybe I'll learn to fly a plane. For no apparent reason whatsoever. But hey, best game you'll ever play this. Might as well get the most out of it. <laughs> and finally on the seven half ton, uh, Stephen Waltham Abbey says he wishes me every success. He's looking going into the exchange. He just needs some dosh. Oh, and he's read my book. Thank you. I hope you liked it. You know, I genuinely do. Um, mate, one step at a time. You know, maybe small vans way forward, start at the start at the bottom, work your way up. Who knows? Good luck. Anyway, and thank you for reading. Matt Stein, Emma, we did, we did one on this one. His gold member says, you shouldn't be ringing people with jobs if you haven't taken payment. You shouldn't, but it happens all the time. It really is one of those ones where you turn around and your guy rings me up and says, well, okay, get me a price. Put it out on the exchange, get the prices, ring the guy back and go, okay, here's the price. And the guy says yes or no. I reckon that probably happens 33% of the time. The amount of times where people have rung up with a maybe job. And this is why sometimes when you see a job and it disappears and you go, oh, so it's sold cheaper. It hasn't sold cheaper. The thing didn't exist to begin with. So just be careful with that one when you think about it as well. Uh, Mark Lackland said he's had it twice where people have done that to him, that was a bit of a killer. And Godzilla says, um, it's the shipper's fault selling jobs they don't have. Best you can do it, and actually this is a good bit of advice, if they do send you off on a job, and I've had it before, is where they say, sent you off on a job, I've got the 10 minutes, where they go, oh no, that job's not going ahead now. And you're too, you're not far into it, you're not on site, you can't really do it for a cancellation fee. You said, just turn around and say, okay mate, no problem, these things happen, just remember to me the next time this quote comes in. They won't, but it's worth saying just on the off chance, you never know, do you? So, right, that's it. We're in the miscellaneous. Miscellaneous is um, both Smithy and um, Steve Campbell put me straight on. I said, I didn't know what cherry is. He said, if you run on cherry, cherry is red diesel. Wouldn't recommend it. 
if you run on red diesel, it's cheaper, but with red diesel apparently, apparently, coats the inside of your tank. So even if you run on red diesel once, you think I've got away with that, and then start running on a normal diesel, they can dip you, and they can go, no, there's an additive in there, you've been running on red. So I wouldn't, I, I mean, I just, I've got my fuel card. If I don't make enough money on the job to pay for the diesel, something's seriously wrong. Um, Adam Schurz put me straight. He says his short wheelbase carries two pallets, a Vauxhall Vivaro. Like I say, it's a general rule of thumb. Short wheelbase one pallet, medium wheelbase two, extra long, wheel, long wheelbase three, extra long four, loop of five, loop of cut size six. It's a general rule of thumb. There are specific areas. I think I did one on um, actual sizes on vans and that like. The best thing to do is when you actually quote the job, tell them what you're in. That way you can't come unstuck. So, oh, we've got the courier. courier I've written that badly. Um, have you, have you, the courier boys, have you any work in the Midlands? If so, they're happy to, to help out. Oh, we have very few of our own customers. Uh, we were working on it. We were up to about five, and then the lockdown put the kibosh on us. But we're still working on it. And, of course, now we're at the trucks. But, guys, thanks very much. We'll bear you in mind. Uh, Mr. Shah says, if you could get insurance on a car, would they allow you on the CX? Possibly, but you would be looking at a very limited amount of jobs. Um, I, I seriously recommend the best thing to do is get yourself a small van, which you could also potentially use as kind of a car. I probably wouldn't go that way. It's not too dear to buy a small van. It's not too dear to have the insurance. That would be the best way to get it running, in my opinion. But um, it's just my opinion. Philip Maud said, can a, trust, can a, a transit custom go through a six foot six restriction? With restriction, I really hope so. Bearing in mind that Jessica, the Luton, used to go six foot sixes, admittedly very slowly. Check that mirror, check that mirror, check that mirror. Once she went through them twice, she went through the one in Watford that smashed the side of the van. And I'm convinced it's six foot four. And I'm semi tempted to go there, measure it, and apply to Watford Council and say, you, you broke my van. But life's too short. But yeah, no, on the whole, if you can't, the six, uh, the, the transit custom isn't that much wider than the car. If you can't get it through a six foot width, six foot width restriction, mate, you'll get it through. It'll be fine. Just go slowly. Go gingerly. It'll be fine. Steve Campbell. He said, you should, oh, because we're going on about this thing about getting a waste license. You can get a lower waste, a lower tier waste license for free. He did a link on one of, you know, if you wanted, you know, a way to get rid of rubbish and not have to pay for it, it's the way forward. He said, you should be able to get one for a truck. You probably can. But I can just see their faces. If I roll up at the tidy tip in this seven and a half time of the car outside, they're just going to go, nope, no. Nope. I mean, at the moment, you have to have a booking to get in anyway. So, nope, see you later, baked potato. So, yeah. And besides, I'm, I'm, I'm not going that way. We kind of go in the haulage way. So I don't, I don't want to be picking up rubbish. I just want to get the pallets, forked on, forked off. Not a foot nigel. Not, 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 not any person. I don't care nigel. Not a foot nigel. Um, got there at four, leaves at six. I'm in Derby. I want to go home. It's Friday night. It's raining. Five of us hanging around going... What is going on? One fork truck driver came out, put two pallets on the side of a curtain-side Luton, disappeared back in, then reappeared in the smoking shed with a can of Red Bull. And we're standing there. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. These things happen in transport. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that won't come up again. Um, B. Carroll says, if you're struggling with upload speed, schedule and release. I, I would. I love to. I should have done the Saturday one on Friday, but it's just finding the time. 
But you were right. I am now doing Sunday Q&A. And I'll be honest with you, it's 10 to 4 on um, a Saturday afternoon. I'm hoping by Sunday morning this one will go up. They've got their time. They can upload overnight. Sure, it's not that busy. Uh, Bob Keane. He says, yeah, now listen, they're coming back to the waste, the, the waste license thing. He said, where are people tipping? He has a long wheelbase and a paid license, and they won't let him in. I think it's to do with the lockdown. I think everything's gone mad with the lockdown. So certain tidy tips are certain ways. I know that Al, because he's, he's got a waste license from his old double glazing business, they cleared out his garage, and he could tip, and he was tipping in Milton Keynes way. In my local tip, which is... Um, kind of how on Regis, they, they want you to book it in advance and they won't let bands in. I think it depends on the um, tip. So, guys, if you can leave comments, we can pass it on to Bob. He's a regular, regular subscriber. I would love to um, enlighten him if I could. Uh, TSK is interested in... He said, would it be interested in investing in two Luton vans and keeping drivers? Is it a goer? I would say, if you've got your own end-user customers... If you're just relying on the CX alone for jobs, it could be tight. You can get jobs, but it depends where you are. You might not get the jobs. You might not get the return jobs. You've got to pay the van. You've got to pay the driver. If you, I would say the way forward is to try to get your own customers. They would say, we need two Luton drivers every day doing that, and then get on the exchange. But at the end of the day, it's your choice, mate. You know, you, you, nothing comes from nothing, and you don't know unless you get involved. But... I, I, I think if you, if you actually bought two vans, two little vans, jumped on the exchange, and f you'd probably end up just covering your costs a lot of the time. So, but what do I know? I'm still new to this, as I keep saying. James Ritchie, have I any experience of Shipley or any van? I have no experience of any van. I did Shipley way back in the day when I was a removal guy. They're okay. There's more jobs on the exchange, they're live, and the platform is better. Shipley tends to fight against each other. It can be any time. Everybody wants everything done for nothing. In my experience, any van is out there. It might be cheaper, but it has a fraction of the jobs. Again, you guys might have different experiences. I don't really know. I've only ever really done the exchange and then got my own punters as a result. Like, um, But, yeah, have I, any, have I any experience of it? Not really. So maybe someone else who, who does his stuff is an opportunity to do yourself your own video channel and um, educate the you know help the help the population if you can. It's a good thing to do. I hope. Uh, Thomas Devlin, uh, when you do a site, ah oh, yeah, this was good actually. I did this because I've done one a, a second one on um, curtain sites, learning about you know different things that people have told me. He said, you know, you're doing that wrong, you're doing that wrong. He said, if you're on a building site or something like that, he says, open both curtains. And this probably stands if you've got a curtain side of van as well. He said he's had fork truck drivers rip through his curtain twice. Stanley and I will go through them curtains. So I, I turned around to one of my mates um, at the local transport firm, and I said, shall I get some padlocks and stuff like that? He says, absolutely no point. He said, all you do by putting padlocks on your curtain is by advertising that you might have something on board worth nicking because all they need to stand enough and they'll go down the side. It's a bit like I haven't got a locking uh, petrol cap on my fuel cap because I had a pop at it when I had it parked up there before I could even drive it. If you've got a, a, a locking petrol cap, what they'll do is just drill a hole in the bottom of the tank. They'll snail nick all your diesel and at the end of the day, rather than having to replace a fuel cap, you've got to replace the tank. Fuel cap's 50 quid, tank's 180 pound. You might as well just leave the damn thing open. And just hope that when they open it up, there's nothing in it and they walk away. Or park it somewhere where they're not likely to do it. Actually, yeah, by the way, um, I've been in contact with Darren again. Uh, Darren, and he's at 
fifth wheel dot fifth the fifth wheel driver vlog the vlog bit's important if you type in the fifth wheel nothing happens it's the fifth wheel vlog hopefully i'll be able to do a link for him and he turned around he said he'd he give me some advice he's always giving me advice he's lovely and he said when you park up overnight because if you have to park at a motorway service station i now realize you have to pay so not only do you pay for the travel lodge you've also got to pay to park it there so it's double bubble he says you end up in an industrial estate he said if you pull onto an industrial estate and it's full of trucks then it's safe if you pull on there's no trucks it's not safe. He said, things you learn as you go. But he's got his own vlog out there. Please, you know, have a little look. He's a lovely fella. And um, he'll tell you the things that I can't. So there we go. Um, Sarah Moss says, on Road Warrior. Right, I'm going to throw this out for you again. This is one there. Um, is there any way of putting in the, the stops in rather than one by one? And she said, because he's got like 100 stops. And it's really time consuming. Having said that, it's probably better to put them 100 stops in, even if it takes you half an hour, than just go out on the road on the run that they give you, because the run they give you might end you up an hour. Oh, when I was doing it, they were giving, oh, I remember dropping once, and then two hours later being back in exactly the same situation, dropping across the road, going, I was here. I could have done that, but I don't think there is. But if anybody knows who's using Road Warrior, is there a quicker way of entering the stops? then please tell me and I can pass it on to her. That would be great. Uh, Maria Maria is starting on the CX, watches the video to pick up tips. Thank you very much. Uh, Danny Perkins, he's on the, he's on the cheapest CX. Um, hang on, it's a candidate friend uses login for details to, to um, bid on jobs. No. Now, when I started, and I didn't know, Again, still learning. I started working for Tony, and Tony was on the owner driver CX, and he was also getting me to do jobs. Uh, there's a couple of problems with this. Firstly, I don't think you're actually technically allowed to do it. So if they find you doing it, they're going to throw you off, which isn't too clever. Secondly, it's a real nightmare because you have to, you have to, you're trying to do your job and trying to do his job. The best thing to do is to get on small fleet. It's an upgrade, you pay more money for it, but on small fleet, you can run up to 10 vans and 10 separate vans and they'll have their own login details. They'll have their own thing of how they work their way through. That's the way forward. They're clamping down on small fleet. I've been talking to them because I sort of said, do you want me to do some videos on the HX? And if so, it might be nice if um, someone threw some down my way. Um, and they kind of went, well, you can do some videos on the HS if you like, and we're looking into it. And to be honest with you, I've had a little look at the HX. That's the haulage exchange. That's the high thing. Ain't a lot different. There's not really a lot to mention, to be honest with you. Um, but he did also tell me at the same time, they're clamping down on the amount of um, sort of apps you can have. It used to be kind of up to 50. Now I think they're banging it down to 10 because a lot of people have been running vans and it's becoming unstuck so it's something that we i just started to do in the beginning because i didn't know what i was doing uh and now i've about i thought well that's fine by me because i'm, I'm abandoning the whole thing anyway so we get we'd like to say we're moving towards haulage we've got our van drivers we don't need any more we've got but um yeah no if you are going to run other people the best thing to do is be honest with them so it's going to be me and someone else they'll give you a different package it will cost you more money but in the long run the accountancy the actual sort of Logging through and all that kind of stuff will make your life a lot easier, I think. I'll, if Danny, I'll just ring and be honest with him, say, I'm thinking of doing this, what do I do? Hopefully they'll help you out. Um, is it Baptil? It says, right, it says, my mate's now, this flagged me a little bit, my mate's doing the, um, the CX, and he says he's constantly being undercut by Romanians. Does this happen a lot? My transport manager is Romanian. 
He's, his name is Daniel, and he is lovely. Um, I met him. He joined the CX because he saw my videos. And one day I turned up to a friend of mine's, uh, Giuseppe's, up the road, and he turned up in his motor. I keep saying this. He turned up and he said, I joined the CX because of you. And I went, but you've got a shinier, newer, better motor than me. He had like a Mercedes Sprinter, curtain side, tail lift. Um, he's got all the kit. Um, like I say, he's Romanian, and he quotes more money than I do, and he wins because he's good and he's bang on it. The truth of the matter is, it's not a matter of nationality, it's not a matter of creed, it's not a matter of race, it's not a matter of whether you're a man or a woman. You're always going to get people on the CX that are quoting the wrong amount of price, and the wrong price, and you're going to get the people that are quoting the right price. I call it the conveyor belt of fools. I've done a video about it. It'll probably pop up in the next week or so because I'm now banking up the videos because of the drug time. But um, So the question is, it's not, like I say, it's not a matter of nationality. It's a matter of there are people on the CX that will always quote cheap. Um, that doesn't always win you the price. There are three things that will win you the price, and I can't believe I've not done a video on this. So that one's coming soon. But, um, yeah, no, the truth of the matter is any proper shipper is worth his sort will pay the right money, and the reason he'll pay the right money is because he will know that you quoted the right money, and the fact that you quoted the right money means you know what you're doing. That and a combination of other things. Watch his face. There we go. We're getting through. We're nearly there. Um, Michael Robinson. Is it price per mile, the round trip, or destination? As I said earlier on, no, we charge point to point. But you charge more because you charge point to point. There are other people out there that will say, well, we only quote this much a mile. They're quoting round trip. We charge point to point. And he said, particularly with a one-day scenario, one days aren't going to do you any favour. It's like people say, can I run it um, part-time? Not really. Because you're going to get local, and then you're going to go away, and then you end up doing dead miles on the way back. It's not really a part-time thing. It can work, but I wouldn't advise it. And finally, on the miscellaneous, so Medellin says, why are you not doing Instagram stories? Because I have no idea what they are. Presumably, I should also be on Facebook, and I should be on LinkedIn, and I should be on Twitter, and I want none of these things because I just understand how the YouTube works, and answer the comments, and I hope that you guys... You help me, I help you. The world becomes a wonderful place. So in conclusion, and we've got a big conclusion today, Jason Burke says he's on the small vans. He says he fancies jumping in a small van. He says, um, you know, he wants to be an Uncle Albert. His beard is he's turning grey. Me and you both, my friend. During the war, son. During the war. There you go. Um, is that Gene Freak says, um, are you the infamous Pete whose name is on the Hermes packages? I have no idea. I've abandoned Hermes a long time ago. Can't be bothered getting paid 25 quid for a four-hour job. So, um, but no, I don't think so. Is the answer to that. Sorry, my friend. Um, Shara Rose Rajas says, apparently I'm quite famous in Pakistan. Thank you for sharing your experience, your experiences. My genuine pleasure. Hello to all my friends out in Pakistan. Thank you very much for watching the videos. As usual, always massively appreciated. Um, on the Matt's Dilemma, Bob Keane says... He said he spotted Vincent the Bear on top of the M6 toll road with a banner saying he sold me out for a big chested cushion. Vincent's still quite safe. He's sitting in a summer house or in, in the Shedbury, uh, keeping, you know, he's minding it. We'll, we'll do a video soon. I'll get him to give you a wave, Bob. Don't worry. He's back. He's, he's safe in the house. Um, um, David Johnson says, I'm going to go into the doctors. He's gone to have his wallet removed. I've had my glasses, my wife's glasses. I could do Eric Morgan. I am playing all the notes. 
not necessarily in the right order. Yeah, you can understand why he's on stage, not me. And finally, Steve Campbell said, the first, when he went for his driver's school, I had to go for my um, class two exam, which fortunately I passed. 140 over 80 on the heartbeat. Um, what was it? Sort of 80 on the blood pressure. I weigh 110 kilos, 17 and a bit stone. I'm six foot one. So it's not too bad. Do you smoke? No. Do you need glasses? No. How much do you drink a week? I said 40 units. He said, I said, what's that? I said, I'll have a beer when I get in from work and two glasses of wine with me tea. He went, I'll just wipe that one out. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that's about 40 units. I said, well, it's probably more than I should drink. He went, at least you're being honest. Yeah, probably do 40 units on a Saturday. No, that's not true. <laughs> it's a Saturday after all. It's four o'clock. I'm fine. Still the night, still young. <laughs> he said, well, he, anyway, so Steve said, when he went for his driver's medical, he said they thought he was pregnant. Well, you never know, my friend. If you can pull it off... Could be a load of money in that. Sony Q&A, done for another week. Guys, thanks very much. I have now, what have I done? I've got these things. These are interesting. This will come up on curtain sides. These are out of scrap down the load. Fresnel mirrors. Very handy for reading things in case my eyesight does go wrong. And um, class two application. I'll let you know how it all goes. In the meantime, I hope you're all well. I hope you're doing it. It strikes me... We looked, we've started to get phone calls again on a Friday. People, have you got a van? Have you got a van? The jobs clock up on a Friday. Please God, we're through this. Please God, that no one died. And we got through this. And things will now start to escalate. And we can all, everybody can, take care, take money. <laughs>